Congratulations, you're adopted! Oh, you didn't know? Oops, well, this is awkward. Hi, I'm Josh. Welcome to Honestly Radio. For those of you who may not know, my family is built through adoption. We have three beautiful kids, each adopted from different situations. But my oldest son is named Noah. And I'll never forget the day that he was officially adopted. He had lived with us for several years. Um, We'd been fostering him for quite a while. And the day finally came. We went to the courthouse. They announced his new name and gave us the papers and says, this is officially legitimate your son. And we were excited, and he was so excited. I mean, he was telling everyone that he met, hey, I'm adopted, because to him, that was the best news of his young life. We went to this uh, theme park, which you may not know if you're not from Missouri, but it's called Silverdar City. Imagine a frontier version of Disneyland. And whenever we'd be in line for a roller coaster, Noah would go up to someone who he'd never met before and say, hey, I'm adopted. And people didn't really know how to react to that. The idea of adoption is kind of a punchline in media. People say, oh, he's adopted, as though it's a bad thing. But for Noah, and for us, that was the best thing in the world. So whenever he'd go up to someone and said, hey, I'm adopted, people would look at him and say, um, congratulations? Like, wasn't quite sure, is this a joke? Are they trying to pull one on me? And I'd just say, no, he just was adopted today. And when we'd explain, they'd be like, oh, congratulations, that's so wonderful for your family. And it was, and it is. Adoption is the story that God's been telling through our family. We like to say here in the Marsh household, God made us family. He was so proud and and we're so proud of him and we're so thankful that God put us together. With the idea of adoption in mind, we're going to look at Galatians 4, verse 4, and I'll be reading out of the New Living Translation. Paul's continuing his central theme of justification through faith, addressing a group of followers in what is now modern-day Turkey. He's attempting to help believers to remember who they are in Christ. And we read verse 4 through 7. And it says, But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law, so that he could adopt us as his very own children. And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out to him, Abba, Father. Now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you his heir. This is such a huge piece of scripture. Paul is trying to communicate how God views us and how we should view God. When Jesus died for our sins, it changed the entire game. It changed the whole way that people would try to interact with God. There was no longer this this huge gap between us. Jesus had closed that gap and God said, you are now part of our family. You know, there's this common trope that we see in movies and cartoons. It used to be, oh, you didn't know? You're actually a princess. Or, you thought you were a lowly street rat? Nope, now you're a prince. And now it's kind of morphed into, oh, you didn't think you were special? You actually are, and you maybe have superpowers now. And think about it, after that big reveal in your life, it would be super weird if Cinderella went back to her old life as a slave to her stepmother. Or if Aladdin decided he was better off being a thief than a prince. But sometimes, aren't we guilty of that? We forget who we are, and we forget who our spiritual father is. Paul warned about this. In verse 8, he says, Before you Gentiles knew God, you were slaves to so-called gods that do not even exist. 
So now that you know God, or should I say, now that God knows you, why do you want to go back again and become slaves once more to the weak and useless spiritual principles of this world? You are trying to earn favor with God. In this case, they're trying to go back to their small familiar idols or gods, the ones they could control or even, you know, move around different spots in their house. Ultimately thinking they may not be helpful, but at least they're familiar. I want to say this to you, and I want you to really listen. I want you to hear this and let this hit deep. I think for many of us, familiarity has become our idol. Comfort has become the counterfeit God we worship at the feet of. Instead of worshiping the one true God and trusting our Heavenly Father to take wild new adventures and step boldly into the unknown, we forget who we are. We forget who our God and Father is. And instead, We exchange that for a false faith in what we can control and what we can know. Jesus Christ wants you to hear this. Remember who you are. You are the child of an infinite God, the ruler of everything. He has not called you into the ordinary, but instead into the supernatural, into the superordinary. He has equipped you and enabled you to change the world to do extraordinary things for his cause and in his name, the name of Jesus Christ. You see, Paul draws this idea to closure in verse 12. He says, Dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to live as I do in freedom from these things. I have become like you Gentiles, or like the rest of you, free from those laws. You might remember that I mentioned in episode 3 titled, You Are Not That Important, the Jewish people had 613 laws to govern themselves and to live for God. It was how they lived out their faith. But see, the problem is the law could only show them what was wrong with them. It could only show them their desperate need for a perfect holy God. But then God sent his son Jesus to fulfill the law and redeem his people to officially adopt them into the family. And Jesus, he took all these laws, condensed it to two. Love God with everything you have and love other people with as much focus and consistency as you love yourself. Remember, Jesus bought our salvation. He bought our redemption and freedom with his sacrifice on the cross. He broke the curse of death with his resurrection from the grave. You were adopted at a great price. Listen, hear this, hear what God's trying to say to you. Don't trade away heavenly treasures for earthly trash. Don't trade away heavenly treasures for earthly trash. Remember who you are. You are a child of the living God. My prayer today is that you would spend some time just thinking upon those words, thinking upon this message, thinking upon who Jesus is to you, and just thank God for what he's done for you and how he's drawn you close to himself. I just want to say it's an honor to have you here. It's an honor to have you join us every day. I want to encourage you to follow us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Facebook, Instagram. There's a lot of different ways to connect with us. And please help us share God's word and teaching by sharing it on any of those social media sites or even just leaving a little rating or comment on iTunes. We would deeply appreciate it. Today, I want to encourage you to connect with God in prayer, the Bible, and find a spot in the local church. This has been my daily reminder on Honestly Radio. Remember, live honestly, be blessed. We'll see you next time.